Welcome to Gu Dao Jinxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Taoism to uncover timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm Ian Felton, and I'm joined by my co-host, executive coach, David Wong. Good morning to everyone out there walking the timeless way. I want to start today by giving a shout out to Tessa and Brian, who recently supported the podcast with a donation at walkingthetimelessway.com. And today, David and I are very excited to have a guest with us today, a third generation Eastern medicine practitioner, Dr. Joseph K. Kim, specializes in Sasang constitutional medicine. Dr. Kim has served as the chairman of the Department of Eastern Medicine at Emperor's College and has five books in print. He maintains a private practice in Encino, California. His latest book, co-authored with Dr. David Lee, is The Secrets of the I Ching, Ancient Wisdom and New Science. Welcome, Dr. Kim. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. You're quite welcome. We're excited to have a a conversation with you this morning. For the first part of our visit today, I'm going to hand things off to David, who he has a few questions and he'd like to talk with you about I Ching and your experience with it. And so, David, feel free to take it from here. Thanks, Ian, for the introduction. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kim. Thank you, David. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, I want to start by asking you, if you talk to somebody who has never heard about I Ching, how would you explain to them in very simple terms? And more importantly, why should they you know, learn about I Ching? Okay. Uh... I Ching is, a, uh, is the oldest, uh, most profound, and most revered of all the books from the East. Uh, its origin dates back some 5,000 years. Um, if you summarize the entirety of Eastern culture and civilization into a single book, that would be I Ching. So if you want to know about East, you have to uh, study I Ching. So uh, in, on, the, on the counterpart, the Christian Bible is that which uh, summarizes entirety of Western culture and civilization. Uh, I Ching uh, explains Tao, uh, the cosmic principle of change, not with written words, but with two digital codes known as yin and yang, which are polar, yet complementary forces in the universe. E means change. And uh, if you look at the Chinese character for uh, E, it consists of two parts, which is the sun and the moon. And we can easily observe their uh, changes in daily life, uh, like day and night. And also the Chinese character for E represent chameleon which changes its color some 12 times per day. 
And E has three, uh, uh, you can say, principles to it. One is simplicity. Second is change. And the third is invariability. So what this means is that uh, truth is simple. If you know the underlying pattern of everything, uh, truth becomes simple. Everything changes. Nothing is uh, constant. Everything is in flux. Everything is ephemeral. And then uh, within the change, there is this immutability uh, or invariability uh, that everything changes. So those are the three principles of E. And then Qing or Jing implies string, so thread that are arranged vertically when you uh, weave a cloth. So it's like the longitude of a map, uh, which tells us where we are uh, in the world or in the universe for that matter. And Qing is equivalent to uh, Sutra, which is uh, Holy Scripture, uh, a Bible. Um, and the English word Sutra comes from Sutra. So uh, uh, it connects two separate parts. So whether uh, you look at it as a longitude or as a suture, uh, it demonstrates interconnectedness of all things in this universe. That's very helpful. You know, as I hear your explanation, especially the three meanings of E, um, you know, I, I think about, you know, our world today. We're definitely living in a world of accelerating change and things are get, you know, very complicated and complex and people are looking for things that, you know, they can, it's not dogmatic, but things that are more constant in the midst of these changes. So, you know, from those perspective, I can see how, uh, you know, these meanings uh, can be very relevant to us today. So let me ask you this, uh, you know, could you, uh, your, your uh, background is, you know, the uh, Eastern medicine. Uh, and could you tell us, uh, you know, share your journey that connected you, uh, you know, uh, between your medical med uh, medical profession and this world of aging, understanding of aging. Okay. Uh, yes, both the aging uh, and Eastern medicine uh, emphasize balance and harmony. And in fact, aging uh, is the foundation of Eastern medicine. Uh, uh, traditionally, uh, before you begin studying Eastern medicine, you are supposed to study Yiching for a few years. Uh, the key Eastern medical concepts, such as uh, yin and yang and five element theory, is derived from the Yiching. Um, personally, I've been fascinated with the Eastern art since uh, my teenage years. Uh, my father was both Eastern and Western medical doctor, and that's how I got started in medicine. And once I realized that the entirety of Eastern arts, including medicine, uh, is based on the principle of I Ching, so I, was, I began to study it more seriously. 
and my uh, studies of I Ching continues to this day. So in I Ching, there are two schools of thought. One is called um, Ili or meaning and principle school, uh, which emphasizes morals and ethics. And the other is Xiang Shu, and you, you'll have to uh, excuse my Chinese pronunciation, David. Xiang Shu is the image and number school. So prior to the inclusion of philosophy and ethics into I Ching, there was a symbolic, mathematical, geometrical, and archetypal structure uh, that formed the basis of I Ching. So I was fascinated with not only the philosophy and ethics, but also uh, its esoteric yet scientific basis. And then if you study I Ching, uh, you'll note that uh, there's uh, um, relationship to uh, modern science, such as uh, code theory, digital theory, uh, quantum mechanics, um, chaos theory, holographic theory, and so forth. So through I Ching, I gained a deeper understanding of myself, uh, Eastern medicine, and life. And it certainly has uh, broadened my perspective of life. Wow, that's very interesting because, you know, as you said, um, you know, the this um, systematic way, this, uh, you know, the, through the numbers, uh, to characterize the changes and complexity of the universe reminds me of, you know, the uh, Western counterpart, maybe uh, ancient uh, Greek philosopher like Plato. You know, Plato is really into maths. And, um, you know, I, I think the, in general, Chinese wisdom uh, uh, or Eastern wisdom is full of a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, euphorisms like the quotes from Confucius, you know, Analects. But this kind of combination, I think you're trying to portray is very interesting, you know, the ethical and the philosophical aspects of it. And the um, almost like a scientific characterization or classification. I think you bring out something really interesting. Um, tell us a little bit more about how your understanding of I Ching uh, impact your, let's say, your per, your medical practice, and you know, and the personal life. You know, you know. Can you uh, help our listeners understand, let's say, on a daily living basis, how maybe naturally that eating principle or eating mindset uh, is reflected in your daily living. Well, first of all, in uh, medical practice, Eastern medical practice, uh, we emphasize balance of yin and yang. And we'll talk about balance of five elements. And um, the form of medicine that I specialize in, specialize in is called sasang medicine, um, which is the I Ching medicine, because the word sasang uh, comes from I Ching. Sa means number four, sang means image or symbols, mm -hmm. just like, the like hexagrams and right? trigrams. In Chinese, and, it's uh, four, and xiang, like images, right? The, that xiang, yeah, okay, it means an image or uh, a symbol, but also it can also uh, imply form or structure, as in physical form, okay? So it's a body type or constitutional medicine 
that was uh, actually created in Korea uh, a little over 100 years ago. Um, and uh, it classifies people into four uh, types uh, called Taiyang, Xiaoyang, Taiyin, and Xiaoyin. In Korean, we call them Taeyangin, uh, Soyangin, Taemin, and Soumin. So uh, it's a differentiation from yin and yang, okay? And uh, yin has a, a greater part and a lesser part, and yang has greater part and lesser part. And so uh, based on the person's constitution, which includes their uh, temperament, personality, as well as their physical shape and the type of illness they uh, uh, have currently or have suffered in the past, we uh, uh, analyze the constitution or differentiate the constitution. And based on that, we give acupuncture, herbal medicine, dietary, and lifestyle gui uh, guidelines. So, uh, so that's so it's uh, practicing I Ching. Uh, 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 you can say uh, I'm practicing I Ching daily when I practice Sasang medicine. And um, the other part uh, of uh, I Ching is uh, I Ching emphasizes self cultivation. Okay. Everything in this universe uh, uh, has an yin and yang aspect. And, uh, but it's not balanced. It's not perfectly balanced like Tai Chi, or you can say Tao, or even God. So everybody has a, a, everything and everybody has variance or tilt of yin and yang. So self-cultivation means reducing this variation of yin and yang. So how do you reduce this yin and yang? So you do that through diet, exercise, meditation, such as breathing meditation or a mantra, using mantra, or listening or practicing music, uh, which is a very, very powerful form uh, balancing your uh, balancing yourself. And uh, practicing uh, mind-body exercises like Qigong and Tai Chi. Uh, and uh, it's about flowing with the Tao. Uh, following the natural cycle. Uh, everything has a certain rhythm, and you try to follow this, uh, 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 the tune, uh, the rhythm uh, of Mother Nature, or the Tao. And that's what I try to do in daily life. Um, let's, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, I'm trying to picture how you start your day, like throughout the day, like say, early in the morning when you wake up. Uh, do you have any like uh, practices or rituals uh, you follow? Like uh, I'm trying to help our listeners, uh, you know, apply, let's say some of those uh, potential ideas or, or principles from I Ching. Um, so if you could like share like throughout your typical day, you know, those moments where you uh, naturally or sometimes consciously apply the I Ching principle. That will be very helpful to our listeners uh, in understanding how relevant and powerful this can be. Well, uh, first thing I do when I wake up, I try to do some breathing exercise. And then uh, I try to do some stretching. Uh, I might do a sun salute uh, from yoga. Um, and then certain posture, 
uh, from Qigong. And um, throughout the day, I always uh, try to be aware of my breathing, which is the most important physiological process in the body. And uh, I'll be aware of my posture, which is extremely important, having a proper alignment uh, body means having a, a proper alignment to your mind and to your spirit. And uh, also uh, the intention. Intention is, um, those are three things that are emphasized in Qigong as well as in uh, Tai Chi. Um, but uh, focusing on, uh, Chinese call it Dantian, Koreans call it Tanjan, Japanese call it Hara. So uh, it relates to the second chakra, uh, about three inches below your navel. Try to focus there. So what it does is it helps you stay in the present moment and helps unify mind and body and helps you stay centered. So uh, you can go about your daily life uh, um, in a more, uh, should I say, a proper way, more balanced way. So uh, I try to do that, uh, remind myself when I forget about those three things throughout the day. And uh, also, I try to teach this, uh, explain it to my patients so they can uh, help heal themselves faster. And, um, and I just try to practice uh, another uh, important, of, you can say, uh, teachings or virtue of I Ching is the practice of golden mean or moderation. So I try to practice moderation uh, in daily life. And also uh, another virtue uh, that's uh, emphasized uh, in I Ching is the uh, ability to uh, embrace all things. That's probably the greatest virtue there is. Uh, accept things as they are and, uh, um, and uh, try to see uh, uh, a com more complete picture, okay? So see the totality of things. Uh, go beyond this dichotomy of uh, this world uh, and, and go back to the Tao. So uh, I always try to uh, remind myself uh, and try to practice that uh, in daily life. That's very helpful. Uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, that sometimes the, the natural state may not be the, the perfect balance, the yin and yang, you know, they mix together, they're opposing to each other, uh, to each other in specific and particular circumstances. Like, for example, like throughout the day, do you ever get, you know, stressed out or frustrated or irritated by things? So when those things, moments happen, uh, you know, are there any things on the spot or in that uh, uh, heat of the moment that uh, you can use or you use to, uh, you know, to help you uh, to help you uh, formulate a, a, a good response to that? Well, again, uh, make sure you don't lose control of your breathing because uh, breathing is uh, intimately related to emotion. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a very important thing, can, not lose your breathing, okay? Yeah. Not Don't lose your breathing, number one. Number two, keep, keep, keep a good posture, okay? Keep a good posture. And then uh, number three, focus on your... Dantian, Danjun, because uh, it doesn't raise the energy up. So when you get angry or stressed out, energy tends to rise. So by uh, 
focusing on, on this point, the center, it will help bring the energy back down. And then uh, in Qigong, uh, we, we practice some you know, shaking exercise where you shake your hands, like you're shaking water off your hand. That helps tremendously to help uh, relieve tension. And then uh, if you have a, a time to stretch, you stretch. So that also helps relieve tension. And then uh, the goal, goal uh, uh, to be able to respond to stress rather than reacting to stress is you have to uh, stay centered. Okay. How do you do that? And you have to be. How do you do that? By by focusing on your breathing, on your posture, uh, uh, on uh, on dantian, and, uh, and and you uh, and make sure that you're aligned through that, uh, aligned with your soul or your higher self or to Tao. Then you can go about. Uh, uh, your daily life so you know staying center is like you, you stay uh it's like a, a eye of a hurricane things around things move around you a thousand miles an hour but you stay still it's like a gyroscope you always stay center no matter how it's moved and uh, uh it's by uh and then you do that by uh, uh it doesn't happen overnight but with constant self-cultivation uh, um, uh, you can ha handle the stress much better. That's great. That's very helpful. Well, since we're talking about this, you know, let's take a step back and look at our our time and our age, our world. You know, which maybe a word that best categorizes our world is conflict. Uh, you know, we are witnessing conflicts at international level. Uh, you know, at, domestically. You know, in terms of political polarization, and internally, in terms of a lot of uh, mental disorders. So disorder conflicts are almost within and without. So I want to ask you, uh, if, you know, like world leaders at the macro level can, you know, gain any wisdom from Yijing to help make better decisions and uh, to, you uh, uh, help us, um, you know, really achieve true peace as, as opposed to uh, peace through conflicts. Do you have any insights or perspectives? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, why all the problems arise in this world, whether it's political, economical, uh, or uh, uh, social, or uh, personal, all of us have this thing called ego. We have selfishness, greed, ignorance. We have prejudice. We have fear. We have wickedness, among many other things. So why do these traits uh, occur? Why do we have them? So in, according to Yi Jing, they're due to imbalance of yin and yang. If you are perfectly balanced, perfectly tuned to Tao, perfectly tuned to God, you will not have these problems. So the way to solve these problems, whether it's out there or you know, in your family, we have to cultivate ourselves to the fullest. So again, the cultivating ourselves means reducing our tilt or variance of yin and yang. Um, remember that peace comes from within 
freedom comes from within. Respect comes from within. Healing comes from within. Everything comes from within. It's not out there. It's within us, all of, uh, within all of us. So through self-cultivation, when we raise our term is vibrational frequency, that's commonly used, right? When we raise our consciousness level and realign ourselves to our soul or, our, our, or to our higher self and resonate with Tao or God, then we'll have true peace, true freedom, harmony, and healing. And these worldly problems will slowly begin to resolve themselves. Uh, uh, in music therapy, I talk about music extensively in my book. So let me just explain this. So in music therapy, uh, uh, there's uh, one of the uh, ways through why music does help with healing is uh, the term entrainment. It's a scientific word. So entrainment is when a, a stronger or more balanced energy regulates or harmonizes energy that's weaker or uh, in chaotic state. So just think about it that way. So if you raise your vibrational frequency, balance it, and be in alignment with Tao, then you don't have to do anything. That will automatically help everyone out there. Okay, and also, uh, I mentioned this earlier, having a broader perspective, Niels Bohr is a, is a father of quantum physics. He said that uh, opposites are complementary. He also said an ordinary truth is a statement whose opposite is false, but a great truth is a statement whose opposite is also great truth. So again, we have to go beyond this indoctrination of duality, of dualism, and 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 uh, and get back to Tao or God. That's that's very insightful. Uh, let me follow up by asking you a another question. This intricate inter interplay between ourselves, like our inner world and the outer world. As you know, our outer world has been a product of, you know, centuries of civilization building. In other words, it's a system outside, the political system, the economic system, the cultural system, right? So, uh, you know, we, as we acknowledge the value, the ultimate uh, uh, solution may come from within, uh, do you have any perspective on how that outer thing uh, impacts everybody? Because we, as more, as you said, more and more people are centered, as more and more people, they uh, uh, start to appreciate the complementary nature of opposing factors. Uh, you know, we, our, we, we introduce more peaceful elements to the world. At the same time, we are also impacted by the system itself. Do you have any uh, perspectives on you know, how, how that system uh, needs to be changed or especially when leaders, because they are the ones who are, uh, you know, who are supposed in theory are in control of these systems. Uh, what, they can, what can they do uh, you know, to help uh, 
you know, address the system? Well, first of all, uh, you know, there's a lot more to a lot more out there than what meets the eye. And underneath it all, you know, we are uh, we are uh, from one source, right? We are uh, from the Dow, and uh, you know, uh, in terms of politics, you know, we have a voting system. So we want to put the person who best upholds uh, the virtue of Dow or God, for that matter. So, uh, you know, uh, the, the, this person has to be balanced and be able to uh, recognize, you know, signs uh, in each in terms will be an uh, image of the times and uh, whether to uh, uh, go toward in or yang. So, you know, uh, you know uh, there's uh, progressives that want, uh, you know, Progress and development, and uh, and and uh, and for say stability in a way, and then then the other party wants stability, and and they don't want so much progress and uh, development. So the the leader has to see uh, uh, where to draw the line and uh, maintain the balance. It's like uh, doctors. Doctors uh, see imbalance of yin and yang in patients and try to bring the homeostasis, the balanced state, right? So, so uh, whatever uh, is out there, again, you have to bring it back to the center, bring it back to balance. And then uh, in Confucianism, they uh, use the term Jungyong, uh, means golden mean. Uh, in Buddhism, they use the term Jungdo, means uh, middle path. Okay, a Tao is also... Uh, don't have a specific, don't use specific term, but their use of number three, which is a number of trinity, uh, uh, is this uh, golden mean. Or finding a, a middle path in all, everything. So uh, again, the people uh, who are in the leadership position must uh, cultivate themselves to the fullest and and be able to uh, practice this uh, middle path, uh, and and then again the practice of virtue, be able to embrace everything, then uh, then we won't have so much problems. Mm -hmm. It seems like our society and culture uh, favors the election of a more, if not a like moderate person, because the cultures you know may. Uh, you know, perceived a, a moderate person or uh, as an, an average person, they favor more radical person, more extreme person. Uh, so in that kind of system, how you can you possibly find somebody who has the wisdom, who has that moderation to govern? Well, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, you know, it's up to everyone uh, to be able to, and, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, 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 select the proper person. Uh, but but uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's not easy to say, you know, this person is the right person, that person is the right person. Um, uh, I, I don't know uh, how exactly how to answer that. So, uh, 
main thing, main thing is, again, you have to go back to yourself, okay? And then uh, examine, self-reflect uh, your values and your uh, uh, purpose in life. The, you have to find the meaning in life. And then, uh, 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 and, and, uh, um, and then go about, again, uh, cultivating yourself. I think that's the key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well said. I, uh, I agree with you. You know, it's very, it's complicated. You know, the system is complicated and uh, there are a lot of forces going on. There's no uh, silver bullet uh, solution there. But, you know, I agree with you that uh, what we, what's within our control, what we can do is to, um, you know, is to focus on self-cultivation. Uh, having uh, covered that, I would like to, uh, uh, you know, end with my part with a question about um, about uh, what, our, what our listeners might be interested. As you know, our podcast is focusing on how to apply Taoist wisdom uh, in the real world in our time. So uh, I Ching, you know, has been a, a you know profound influence on both you know, Confucian and Taoist traditions, both in China and in the rest of East Asia. Um, so for somebody who is primarily interested in Taoism, uh, how would you, you know, how would you uh, advise them uh, to incorporate more I Ching understanding into Taoism? You know, where they can start, you know, what kind of literature, because the ancient uh, Chinese uh, text for any of those can be very complex and uh, which uh, kind of uh, discourage people to get a little bit. So where, where do you advise them to get started on I Ching and uh, to help them illuminate their uh, understanding of, of the Tao? Okay. Uh, so uh, in Tao Te Ching, it is said that Tao that can be called Tao is not real Tao. That which can be named is not the genuine name. So you cannot explain Tao in words. Then how do you explain the Tao? Well, the I Ching explains Tao by arranging binary codes known as yin and yang that anyone can uh, know by just simply looking at it instead of words. So Codes of I Ching, that's the yin and yang, uh, it illustrates the Tao. Uh, a person can understand the importance of Tao by uh, reading Tao Te Ching or Zhuangzi. But the true essence or the nature of Tao cannot be known through the words. So no words can explain the true nature of Tao. So Tao Du Jing and Chuangzi can be thought of as an um, introduction to Tao. While Yi Jing is a general summary of Tao. So if a person wants to become one with the Tao or become enlightened, um, he or she must study Yi Jing. That's why all Taoist temples have drawings of Tai Chi and eight triwans. 
in a single Tai Chi diagram, uh, this symbol contains all the information. So you have to study the Tai Chi symbol thoroughly. Uh, in uh, terms of a book that explains self-cultivation method, according to the I Ching theory, it's, uh, uh, it's um, Chinese pronunciation I'm not good at, Canton Chi, or uh, uh, it's translated as a triplex unity by Weibo Yang. It's, it's, uh, it's deemed to be the oldest uh, alchemical uh, book on alchemy in China. Uh, so people can, those of you who are not familiar with it, uh, maybe can study that to help familiar, familiarize themselves uh, 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 how uh, I Ching applies to alchemy. Uh, just briefly, very briefly, you talked about the Tai Chi diagram. You say a lot of, you know, in that diagram, it had it contains almost everything. Can you just briefly uh, just uh, provide a little bit of elaboration on that piece? Uh, why do you think that uh, diagram is so significant and profound? Yeah, so the, uh, it best illustrates the principle of change, which is what I Ching is all about. Uh, you can see the polar aspect, yin and yang, and how they are connected, and how they uh, transform into one another. And uh, you can see uh, what's known as, you have to be able to see this uh, fractal tai chi. So that, uh, so one of the principles of yin and yang is there's yin within yang and yang within yin. Uh, but not just at one level, but it goes deeper and deeper into uh, this uh, just like the fractal theory, where part repeats the pattern of the whole. So you have to be able to see that as well. So all the principle of yin and yang uh, are, are uh, within the Tai Chi diagram. You see uh, space, but you also see time. The, the, if you look at it, it has like a two tendrils, right? Um, uh, and um, it has uh, this S-shaped uh, uh, S-shaped uh, image in the middle, and that indicates flow of time. Okay, and uh, so life is constant interplay between yin and yang, and uh, yin and yang cannot, it's inseparable, cannot exist independently of one another. So uh, there are many more things to talk about, but uh, everything all the 64 trigrams are within the Tai Chi uh, diagram. Okay, so 64 uh, hexagram uh, are, uh, um, it, uh, it symbolizes all phenomena and uh, matter in this universe. So that's why Tai Chi symbol uh, explains everything. Well, which naturally, which naturally, in, um, in you know, which, naturally connects to the second part of our podcast. And uh, this has been, uh, thank you so much, Dr. Kim. This has been a very helpful exchange to help our listeners, you know, understand a little bit at the very uh, fundamental level of what uh, I Ching is, why it's important and relevant to us. So I want to pass uh, the conversation uh, back to Ian, and uh, he will ask you a few more questions about you know, this secrets of I Ching. Thank you, David. 
Well, Dr. Kim, I, um, I've done eating for, um, on my own for quite a while. And so I certainly didn't want to miss the opportunity to see if we could do an eating reading today with, with you. Um, one, just because I would love to, um, experience that directly with you as someone who really is an expert on this text and, and how to use it. But I also want to make sure that our listeners have enough understanding of how to actually do an I Ching reading so that maybe they can even do it on their own um, after they've heard our, our podcast. So are, are you up for doing an I Ching reading with me? Well, uh... Personally, personally, I don't do the I Ching reading, and uh, uh, and uh, let me explain a little bit about that. Okay, uh, so I Ching is uh, I Ching. Uh, you can say reading uh, divination part is is uh, it's also a part of self cultivation. It's uh, through a. Uh, 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 purifying your consciousness and you are connecting to the divine or to God each time you're asking the question um, so um, the only time that I would use it uh, is for critical issue where there's a life and death uh, situation involved uh, I, I would not ask just uh, I say small question. So, for example, if uh, based on your moral compass, based on your ethics and your morals, and based on common sense, if you know if you can answer it through that, then you don't need to ask Yi Jing. So, uh, I give this example. Um, let's say you're driving a car, uh, and then you look at the fuel gauge, and Let's say you're driving a car, and then you, the car stops all of a sudden. And you look at the fuel gauge, and then it's empty. What should you do at that time? Should you, uh, you know, uh, ask the oracle or get to a gas station? That's common sense, right? You need to get to a gas station. But let's say you're in the middle of Sahara Desert, and you happen to be driving, and you run out of fuel. What should you do? Maybe it's time to ask. So only uh, ask serious questions. It's, 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 the uh, the uh, masters and sages have warned us. You know, it's it's not for uh, uh, little things. You don't ask Yi Ching. You know what you're gonna eat for uh, uh, dinner today, or uh, you know. And so uh, critical issues only. Critical issue. Uh, so that that's uh, my. Uh, uh, I can say opinion uh, regarding divination. Yeah, and I think I feel like in the past that's that's definitely how I've used it. I've I've maybe asked I don't know over maybe over fifteen years I've maybe asked thirty or thirty questions or so, and so I find myself asking it maybe a few times a year, 
maybe that's that's generally um i would say reflecting on on how i've used it that that's generally what it is and and it is generally when i feel truly lost where i feel like i'm this is a big change in my life i feel like there is a lot of uncertainty and i'm really looking for some kind of way to reflect on that question. And so, you know, I certainly respect your, you know, declining to, to, to ask a particular question. Could we get some more understanding about how aging works? If you were going to ask the question, for example, um, it, it, an aging reading consists of a hexagram. You know, by hexagram we mean there's there's um, the six line image that that corresponds to the state. Can would you be willing to tell us a little bit first, kind of the components of a hexagram, and particularly its relationship to the internal and the external world? Yeah. Uh- just going back to the divination aspect, uh, um, you know, Carl Jung uh, is uh, very, very famous uh, for uh, um, studying I Ching throughout his lifetime. And um, and then the term they use, archetype, it comes from, uh, uh, you know, uh, he, uh, he created out of, uh, uh, from his studies of I Ching. So, uh, uh, um, divination, you know, when you, practice divination, you know, uh, before you actually do the divination, I'm sure you're very, very familiar with it, Ian, you've been doing it uh, for a long time. So you have to uh, prepare yourself. So how do you prepare yourself? You have to, you know, uh, clean the room. You have to wash your hands, uh, maybe have incense uh, to uh, chase away the negative energy or evil spirit for that matter. And, uh, and then you have to have a sincere heart, and you have to have a reverent heart. So, by doing those things, you're already uh, in alignment, okay? Alignment uh, with the higher soul, or um, uh, 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 using Carl Jung's term, it would be collective mm-hmm. unconscious. So you are uh, tuning into this collective unconscious, which everybody has. Uh, this, um, uh, you can say, universal information, uh, patterns and images and ideas that are, are uh, inherited information. Um, so you're tapping into your unconscious, which is uh, beyond time and space. So uh, uh, you radio yourself you con- uh, and you connect with this uh, state uh, and... Uh, and there's, of course, absolutely nothing wrong with it, and it's great, and it will actually help with your uh, uh, self-cultivation, okay? Then uh, 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 hexagram, let me explain about the hexagrams a little bit. Hexagrams are the principal symbolic codes of the I Ching. So uh, uh, they are symbolic representation of all matter and phenomena in this universe. Uh, you can say they are the uh, hidden force or underlying order, uh, some people call it implicate order, that gives uh, manifestation to everything in this universe. 
they are the uh, again archetype or a matrix, uh, each representing a particular stage in the cycle of change. So hexagrams are like uh, uh, musical notes that go on a musical staff on a scale. Um, those notes are not the music, the sound uh, itself. It just represents it. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's not the actual sound, that, uh, sound or music itself. And uh, chemical codes that we use, uh, like C, H, O, N, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, are, again, it's just a symbolic of the element. They are not the element. So the hexagrams are not the actual uh, uh, forms and uh, phenomena, but it's symbolic of it. So in a way, it's like we have an energy and in this universe, and you have a matter. So when this energy changes to matter, like in E equals MC squared, like in going into yang or yang going into in, there's a stage where uh, it's kind of in between or right before it manifests as a form. And that's what the hexagrams are. That's what the trigrams are or the biogram or the single line unigrams are. So hexagrams are formed by uh, uh, two trigrams, uh, which consists of three lines. They could be in line, which is a broken line, or yang line, a solid line. And they're uh, stacked up uh, vertically. And uh, um, the reason uh, why the I Ching stops at 64 hexagram instead of, uh, why not 128 or 256 or a million? is because uh, if you keep going, if you keep differentiating further down, what happens is you lose the integrity of the whole. You cannot see the whole. So uh, that's why the uh, they, uh, Eastern Master, they stopped it at 64. And uh, lower part, the first three lines are called the uh, uh, lower trigram or the inner guao or inner situation. And the upper trigram, the so top three lines are considered outer gua or outer uh, situation. So... Uh, Top trigram represents heaven, uh, you can say higher mind, and the bottom trigram represents earth or lower mind. Or you can divide the hexagram into three parts. So the bottom two lines represent uh, basic mundane matters. The middle two lines represent social or human affair. And then top two lines represent higher pursuit. And so we, we've got an understanding then of these hexagrams and how they're constructed in the relationship between our internal psychological spiritual condition and the external conditions in the world. And the two of those combine together to create kind of you know, a, a, a gestalt, if you will, of, of the moment. But there's also the capacity within a hexagram for any number of lines to be what's called a changing line. Can, can you talk about changing lines and what function they serve in the hexagrams and then how those changing lines then turn into a, a future condition that's also part of the I Ching reading? Okay. Um, 
um, everything's about change. The universe is about change. Uh, and uh, in changes to yang, yang changes to in. So when yang reaches its extreme, it always converts to in. And when in uh, reaches its extreme, it converts into yang. So uh, uh, you, uh, the hexagram that you come up with, uh, uh, it tells you about the present situation. Okay, uh, but to find out how long this present situation is going to last, when uh, things start to change, uh, or when there will be a turning point, uh, you have to look at uh, what was known as approached hexagram, approach gua, which uh, uh, you create from a changing line. So changing line uh, is when the in line becomes yang or yang line becomes in. So uh, the, there could be a no changing line, but there's also uh, all six lines can change. And so uh, in the divination process, uh, uh, traditionally, uh, uh, you come up with these four numbers, uh, six, seven, eight, and nine. And uh, six is tie-in, nine is tie-yang. So these are known as old-in or old-yang. So they change because they have reached their extreme. Uh, uh, their extreme. And then number seven is uh, Xiao Yang, and number eight is Xiao Yin. So these two uh, do not change. And so uh, whatever method that you use, uh, if you use coin method, for example, if you have all three heads, you, you can consider that Tai Yang, so it will change. If you have all three tails, then there will be a tie-in, and that will change. If you have one head and two tails, that will be Xiaoyang, and that will not change. One tail and two heads, that's uh, uh, Xiaoyin, and that would not change. So, uh, um, Uh, you can use any method. Uh, uh, there's a traditional method, uh, which I can describe, and uh, also a coin method I just mentioned. There's uh, uh, You can use a clock, divide that into a trigrams, and then also uh, uh, maybe the, that might be the quickest way to form a trigram. And, uh, uh, and then uh, you can use a, a plum blossom divination method uh, created by Xiaoyang. Um, famous Neo Confucian of Song Dynasty. Um, there's many ways to do it. And uh, um, this changing line, again, will tell you uh, what the f future potential, future uh, situation will uh, uh, be. Well, Dr. Kim, I appreciate you talking with us about the components of, of actually using I Ching for um, asking questions. My last question was to actually get into what kind of questions to ask I Ching, but you've already answered that and, and kind of letting us know that, you know, this really is a, 
a sacred ritual. It's, it's not something to use flippantly or casually. And when we approach it, it's best for us to approach it. We, and with the intention that, um, we, we deeply and, and sincerely are looking for guidance in, in a, in a complex situation. And so uh, appreciate you clarifying for that, uh, for us, that way of approaching it, it, it certainly um, helps give us some more structure and, and understanding on, on, you know, just spiritually the condition that we might want to make sure that we're in before um, using I Ching. So um, today we've we've had a, a lovely time talking with you about kind of the the higher level history and and understanding of Ching as well as the technical breakdown of hexagrams and 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 how it works. Um, we're, we're looking forward to, um, I know your, your book will be released. Is it, uh, the secrets of the I Ching ancient wisdom and new science? I believe the release date is at November 21st, Dr. Kim. Yes, that, that is correct. Well, if, if anyone wants to learn more about I Ching and, and hear more details about Dr. Kim's understanding of I Ching, that book will be in a couple weeks on November 21st. Again, Dr. Kim, thank you very much for us today. Best of luck, and maybe we'll see you again in the future. Thank you for the invitation. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ian, and thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We make this podcast for you and is entirely listener-supported. If you find value in our discussions of Dow please consider making a small donation at walkingthetimelessway.com. We also want to hear from you. Please write to us anytime via the website.